For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. It's best, probably. Okay, so hi, everyone. We are live, and we're live on uh, in two formats right now. We're live on Facebook Live, and we're live on Google Hangouts, YouTube Live. And the theory here is that... Um, probably some of you, we're probably breaking some law. You know, oh, I'm sure we are, but, you know, we're gonna, we have some audience members, which is great. We appreciate you guys watching us. And um, we are going to do a show for you now, a, kind of a rumor show. And based on that, I'm going to take this off because I'm really hot. Um, let's um, let's start off with this uh, show right away, and let's see what's the date again. The date is the twenty seventh. Thank you. Let me just bring up my notes real quick, kids. Well, so discombobulated. We're gonna get better at this. I apologize. Um, for sure, we will. Just bring up my notes here, so I have everything I need. And funny, the first thing that came up is how to get dual citizenship with um, the United States and Canada. All right. Um, hmm. Not start. I'm not, <laughs> but I wonder why I was Googling that. My gee, I'm sure I wonder. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Hello, Hockey World. It's Friday, January 27th, 2017. I'm Michael Agello. And I'm Eklund. You're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. Keeping it squatchy. And this is the podcast that comes to you every Monday through Friday at this time to fill you in on the comings and goings. Actually, Fridays we sometimes do later because uh, of various reasons. And we also want to get all the last-minute rumors we can out of our uh, out of all the sources to send you into the weekend the right way. That's beautiful. Um, so let's start with uh, – here we go. Um, let's start with this. The asking price for Matt Duchesne, okay? So – I've been talking to people about this uh-huh. and, you know, thinking to myself, you know, you know, I not Eisman Sackick is going to go high, right? He's going to start high. That's what he's got to do. Yeah. Um, the question remains though, you know, at what point is it just ridiculous? And right now we are at that point where it is just ridiculous. Right. I mean, how much do you think Matt Duchesne's work worth, Mike? Like, if, would you, what would, what would, as a leaf, say the Leafs, we could be interested. What would they, what would they be willing to give up? Well, it's going it, to, I would assume that Sackick is looking for the traditional player, top prospect, first round pick for Duchesne. Right. Um, now, the thing is, I think, and I, we, because uh, the Avalanche were talked about by uh, the, in our rumor buzz column today. Uh, and the thing is they did get burned with that scenario, with that type of deal with Ryan O'Reilly, like Kevin said earlier in the week, and maybe they're looking for more than that just top prospect player and first round pick. You know, if they're looking for an equivalent talent or a, a defense who's under the age 25, then yeah, then then it's above and beyond that type of deal, and that's going to be more difficult, especially during the season. I mean, that's a deal that probably is more likely to happen in the summer than before March the first. I would think so. You know, I would. I mean, you would think, and it it's 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 really. I mean, right now you're looking at a team that has nothing going for it, right? Um, and at the same time, probably doesn't, you know, 
they could sit back and they could just write the season off as being a terrible season and we're going to bring everybody back. Yeah, the season's over with. I mean, Barlamov is out for the year. He's having groin surgery. I think I think it's groin, maybe hip, but he's out for the year. Their goal right. is, is Pickard and um, Spencer Martin. You know, they're going to trade off their UFAs uh, in Iginla and Rene Bork and Fetter Tutin. So the season's over with. It's just a question of whether you want to start the dismantling now right, or start it during the summer. And that that's the big question right now. And I think that most people are going to tell you that, you know, um, they should start it now because you get, you have more, you, I don't know. I don't, it, it, the question is, who's, is Duchesne more valuable now than he is going to be? Um, or are there more teams that are going to be able to make a pitch for him in the summer? You know, that's always the question. Well, okay. Darren Drager in yesterday, yesterday's uh, report on TSN said that, quote, double digit teams were interested in Duchesne. That's yeah. all. That's all fine and good. Yeah. Can, can those double-digit teams, A, take on a $6 million cap hit, right. B, give the Avalanche what they're looking for? Especially during, you know, you assume that most of those teams are in the playoffs or contending or teams that are looking for scoring. Can they give the Avalanche, because the Avalanche are looking for defensemen. They're looking for young defensemen. But I think they're also probably looking for, you know, something else, maybe another, maybe another forward to sort of replace Duchesne. So, I mean, they're looking to hit the home run, and I don't think a contending team, say, for example, uh, you know, the the Anaheim Ducks. Right. The Anaheim Ducks are looking for a top six forward. They're not going to give up Shea Theodore and Jakob Silverberg to get Matt Duchesne. That's sort of, you know, just it's it doesn't make any sense. So. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm leaning towards unless there's a team desperate out there to you know get that top forward as the final piece to making the playoffs or winning a Stanley Cup. I don't think any anybody's gonna be desperate enough to give Sackett what he's looking for. Yeah, I don't think so either. And um, you know, I mean, you have to look in extreme circumstances, like the Islanders, perhaps. Um, they're in extreme circumstance. Uh, some teams, but I think that the playoffs are so. In the East, it's starting to come into focus a little bit, but in the West, it's not at all. So that's going to change things a lot because every team in the West still believes they have a shot. I mean, every yeah, every team in the West, with the exception of the two teams, right? So I mean, I, have, I think the rest are out of it. But in the East, I think that maybe four teams are out of it. You know, it's hard to say. I, I don't see that. I don't even think any of the teams in the East think they're truly out of it yet. Maybe the no. only one I think is may, is maybe Detroit because you know Detroit. Yeah. He earned points in like the last six games before they lost to uh, Toronto on Wednesday, and they're in last place. They're in four. They're, they have forty nine points, but you have one, two, three, four, five, uh, four teams at forty nine points, and the wild card right now is at fifty fifty six. Yeah. So you're yeah. talking seven points. You know, yeah. you 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 wait a week or two. If it gets to ten points, then they're out of it. If it gets to two or three points, then everybody's in it. Interesting. I, I I think right now, I mean, it, you're, you're t we're talking three weeks. We're talking five weeks before the deadline. I mean, it, you know, after the All Star break, it'll be a month. It'll be four weeks. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, that's enough time right now that managers are going to say, okay, I want to see what my team can do because all of a sudden, you know, if they take if they lose three or four games and start to drop back, 
you know, the picture will change and then guys who are being listed as being unavailable may become available. I, I know, for example, uh, during the Leaf broadcast last night mm-hmm. of, the, of the Leafs Flyers game, Doug McClain from Sportsnet said he is hearing that James Van Riemsdyk is off the trade market. Yeah, right now the Leafs are. Yeah, right now, yeah. Then why would he be on it? Right now, well, the Leafs are, right now the Leafs. You know, f- five weeks out from the deadline, the Leafs are battling for a playoff spot. Exactly. Why, why would it make sense to have JVR on the market? But three weeks from now, if they've lost four games in a row and they're six points out of a playoff spot, he's on the market. I'm telling you right now. That doesn't mean that they're going to trade him, but they will. They will be looking for people to make offers, and if they find something that they like, they might trade him. I think it's more of a summer deal, but that's the way things are. You're going to have teams that are going to fall in and fall out of the seller mode, and that's how we'll know who's going to be interested and who's going to be not interested. Right. And, uh, you know, it was interesting watching the Leafs last night, and I talked about this on my Facebook Live thing at night that I did. Um, and so, guys, and do go to Facebook. on it. Just look for Hockey Buzz on Facebook and and, and follow us and friend us there because we're going to be doing more of them as we get down to the deadline and like we're doing right now. We won't do every show like this, but I just kind of wanted to give you an idea of what we're doing. Um, with Facebook Live, um, like I said last night, I was I went around talking to people at the game, and I got an, a strong impression that the Leafs are not sellers at all. You know that they are definitely buyers right now in their mind. They are thinking in terms of playoffs. Now, a lot of times you can say that's what people have to say to you, yeah. um, but the kind of people I was talking to really didn't have to say that to me, and they know you know they they've known me long enough, and they were honest with me. They said, "Listen, maybe a couple weeks ago, you know, we were." And, you know, I would say, you know, early in the season, our plan going in is that we would be sellers. We have some of these guys on our, some of these guys are definitely set up to sell. But then at the same time, they said, you know, we're not going to do that right now. We are, we are buyers. We want to get a defenseman. We want to get a really good defenseman. And that's, so that's their goal is to go yeah. out and get themselves a strong defenseman. Well, listen, any, any, anything is possible right now. Everything is fluid and, you know, uh, Lou Lamorello is better at keeping secrets than the CIA. Yeah. So, you know, so especially, especially lately. Um, so, so you know, right, so right now, I think everything is everything is in is fluid. I think that they can go a number of directions. But that being said, the the conventional wisdom is either they're going to stand pat with who they have right now, or they're going to sell. Now, I think that, that there's a greater chance that they're going to stand pat simply because that this team. As good as they've played, I mean, last night they lost their first regulation game on yeah. the road in tw- in a dozen games, and that and was like setting a record for them. I mean, right. they were, uh, and which is a pretty impressive record for a team that's been around for such a long time. Right, and Eck, they are a point out of the playoffs, even after winning nine games on the road and getting points in eleven. Which means they, first of all, they dug themselves a big hole in the first couple months of the season. They've played well since then. But there are holes on that team. The fourth line is weak. The third defense pairing is weak. You've got a bunch of kids who last night looked gassed after a second, you know, back to back and back to back nights. You have, you know, the possibility of rookies hitting the wall. I'm not saying, you know, they they could very well challenge for a playoff spot because those those difficulties are going to come up with other teams as well. But I, right now, I'm saying they're not going to go out and trade a fourth round pick for a rental defenseman. They're, yeah. you know. They're not going to do that. If they can get themselves a defenseman that is young, that they can build around, that is somebody who they think can be a top four guy, they'll make that deal because that's not a deadline deal. That's a future deal. 
that's something that builds on what they're trying to do in the future. But right now, they're not going to go out for rentals. They're not going to go out for short-term help. They're going to they're going to only trade for guys who they can retain for years to come. And I think players on expiring contracts or close to expiring contracts like Van Riemsdyk, I mean, they love him. He's a great player, but I don't think they're going to sign him in a year to a big deal. So either now or in the summer, they're going to move him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think about the chances of them making the playoffs. And someone sent me this, which I thought was really interesting, that since the lockout, mm -hmm. can you name a team that has made the playoffs the year after they finished in last place? Colorado. Nope. I'm finished in Colorado. dead last. Colorado. Well, okay, Colorado had the first pick in the draft with Nathan, and drafted Nathan McKinnon and then made the playoffs and lost to Minnesota that year. But they didn't finish in last place. They finished. Okay. Um, so they won, they won the they got they, they got that lottery. So talking about PM teams that finished 30th, you know, like teams that finished like Toronto did. Um, there's only one of them. Okay, and um, this is since when? Since, uh, oh, since the 05-06 season. So since the lockouts in the quote-unquote new NHL. Um, Philadelphia? Philadelphia, yep. Oh six, oh seven. Philadelphia finished last. Yeah. And then um, you know, and went from, you know, they went from fifty-six points in oh six oh seven to um ninety-five points in seven oh eight. and they actually won two rounds. They went to the conference finals. Yep. Um but beyond that, Columbus came close in that year. Remember the year they lost the tiebreaker? Yep. To Minnesota. That was right after they had finished last. Um you know, obviously, you've had Edmonton finish back, back 30th, Buffalo finish back, back 30th. Um, so you've had teams that have, you know, really, and it, really the next highest, there's really no, um, yeah, it's, there's really no, I mean, the Flyers were, the Flyers, the Blues before that did pretty well. I mean, they, the, the Blues in 0506, yeah, when they finished with 57 points, and then they went to 81 points, but then they, they still didn't make the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a Herculean task to, uh, to get to, you know, from 30th to a playoff spot. I mean, it is. And Toronto right now, Leaf fans are overjoyed the way this team is playing. You look, they're, they're playing an entertaining brand of hockey, but I still think that there's something missing there. And um, I'm right, I'm right now I'm writing a piece for, for Hockey Buzz uh, posted later today. You know, you look at the window for this team. It's, I mean, not to say, you know, obviously they have a long time window with Matthews and Marner being so young, but if you look at teams like LA, Anaheim, mm -hmm. and Chicago, you know, Chicago had Kane and Taves on entry-level deals. Uh, Anaheim had Perry and Getzloff on, on, uh, on entry-level deals. The Kings had Toffoli and Pearson when they won their second cup in 2014 on entry-level deals. All these teams had guys who were contributors, but they were all cheap. And they were able because you know they could fit they could fit those guys in, and they had other guys like Anaheim and Solani and Pronger and Niedermar that they were paying big money to, and you know Chicago obviously had Hosa, uh, and and uh, and LA had uh, Doughty and and Kopitar and uh, Quick that they were paying big money to, but they had cheaper pieces in place. And the Leafs right now in the next two to three years have a lot of cheaper pieces in place. Those guys will start to become expensive and then it'll be tougher for them to add players to that team to contend. But I, you know, they've got two years. They've got two more years of Matthews and Marner at $925,000 base salary plus bonuses. Yeah. So, and I just was so impressed with Marner last night. Um, 
just watching that kid play. I mean, they play. I've always said that the thing that really separates players coming to the NHL over the last couple of years is their ability to stick handle quickly. Like that, that is something that has changed. I think it's just a matter of training. Like I think that that the training just gotten so much better, mm-hmm. um, and that you're now seeing the results of that. And kids who are stick handling at a much more intense speed than you would, like. I remember when Gossespierre came in, I was surprised right away. I, I, it was almost like he was overhandling the puck. I'm like, that's what is he doing? You know, he's, he's, he's like they kind of to an old person like myself who was watch hockey. They're overhandling the puck back and forth, back and forth, back and forth too quickly. But they actually are able to do it without any issues whatsoever, and they're so crazy good at it. And yeah. you know, McDavid does it, and you know. Marner does it really, and Marner just explodes. His his, and, his acceleration's crazy. And Matthews does it. If you ever, I mean, you, yeah. you, saw, you saw it at the World Cup, and uh, if you, I don't necessarily, it, he displayed at the World Cup like during the pregame skate. He does this little drill where he's just whipping around with the stick and the and the puck. It's it's impressive. He doesn't yeah. do it all the time, but when you watch it, his hands are lightning quick. And the, oh, yeah. the goal that he scored on, in Detroit on on Wednesday. Um, where he kicked it up to his skate from his skate to his stick and backhanded it into the net. I mean, he's just he's got incredible skill and he's got the size. So I mean, it's a good compliment. Marner's speed and, and elusiveness and his playmaking yeah. ability on one line, and then and it's sort of, you know it's sort of like the new generation of Kane and Taves. You've got got Mar- Matthews on the other line being a being a dominant two way center. So for sure. We did have a trade yesterday, actually. Um, the Canadians acquired Nikita Nesterov, Nestor, the longer Christmas hockey, as we like to call him around here, um, in return for defenseman Jonathan Racine in the sixth round draft pick. My kids were thrilled that Nesterov was in the news. I mean, they just, when, when I told them this happened, they've always loved Nesterov. He's a good defenseman, but it's, it's you got to wonder to yourself, you know, when Tampa is trading you a defenseman, because Tampa is desperately need, in need of defensemen. Um, that's, and, and the weird thing about this is a divisional trade like this. It just kind of shook, shook me. Not that this is a major deal, and this like he's going to be a six or seven for Montreal for sure, but like he was in Tampa. But still, you're giving depth to a team in your division, which is not often something that you see. Uh, for what? You know, I mean, Racine's an okay player, a six-round draft pick, but, I mean, Nestrov's the best player in this deal. Yeah, but, okay, right now, he's, like you said, he's a six or seven. He's yeah. a small, He's a smaller defenseman. You know, this is – they made a similar type deal. I think it was last year when they tra- traded Barbario to to Montreal, Tampa Bay did. You know, there may be clearing space for, you know, uh, uh, Slater Cuckoo who's been up and down yeah. between there and their minor league team. I, I mean, I think basically they – you know, and I, I believe uh, Nesterov is an RFA, and if they weren't going to yeah. qualify him, then, then he would have been a UFA and they would have lost him for nothing. In this instance, at least they – Got themselves a sixth round pick and, a, and an AHL player, and uh, and they move on. Uh, at least they get something for somebody that they might have been prepared to walk away from. That's all I get. Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess that's true. And um, but you know, they are still trying to make the playoffs. I, I just. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I don't think this. I don't think that this trade is determinative when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think this yeah. is just simply they're man they're managing their roster before. You know, before expansion, if, if this is a guy that you know you weren't going to protect as one of your top three defensemen, and if you weren't going to qualify him, then you know maybe they do, maybe they don't. But if they do qualify him, it might cost them more than they were interested in paying him. So yeah. I, think, I think it's simply just moving out a player that might be able to help Montreal in terms of a depth move, 
you know, he'll be a, he'll be he'll be a six seven and you know has some playoff experience, so that that will help Montreal. But I, I don't think this is a you know like a big move for them or a big acquisition. Oh no, it's not for sure. Um, you know, and they, they're still Montreal has has a lot more to do, and they have they've really struggled without Markov too. So it's been, yeah, you know, with, with that you know without having him in there, I mean, the Canadians have they're a different team. Markov is such an important player to them, and that the problem with that is Markov's always injured. So. And they're gonna have they're gonna have, they're gonna have to get used to being without Markov pretty soon because he's 38 years old, I believe, 37 or 38 years old. He's in the last year of his contract. Yeah, um, they, you know they're gonna have to find you know they they, they have Weber, they have Petrie, who's a pretty decent defenseman. You know Nathan Bouliou is coming around. Emelin is a professional pain in the ass. Yeah. But they need another defenseman or another two defensemen on that team. And once Markov either retires. I mean, if he comes back, fine, but they might be leery of bringing him back because he always gets hurt. And he's, I mean, he's a good player when he's healthy, but he's never healthy. Yeah, no, he's not. Um, Cliff, uh, GM, you know, Fletcher in Minnesota came out and said something yesterday that was kind of surprising everybody. Not really surprising, but something you yours usually don't hear, calling his team a definite Stanley Cup contender, um, which is not a big deal, but does make you real does make you think of, of Minnesota as you know definite buyers <laughs> I mean this they are you know they and they've always been they've always been a team that's been on the outskirts they've made some interesting deals at the deadline like Pominville a couple years ago and and they've, they've made some pretty good moves at the deadline um, but this this year it sounds like they are really going to go hard well that's what, yep, their, their, their dilemma is I mean they don't have a ton of cap room and like some teams out there, they have one too many defense. They have they have a lot of defensemen, and you know they 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 have potentially six defensemen that they would like to protect, but they can't. So this might be the team that if there's a team out there looking for looking for a defenseman and looking to a, to trade a forward, Minnesota might be the team that trades a Brodeen or a Dumba or a Scandella to uh to get a forward because i i I think you're right i think they're close i mean the acquisition of stall really helped them now they got a two-line attack and dubnik is the carry price of the western conference yeah no you're right he is and he's been phenomenal um it sounds like there's a lot more going on and this is what i've been writing about later later today it sounds like there's a lot more going on with tampa than this trade so you know, I, I when I talk about the the oddness of them making this trade, I think it's a setup trade for something else. Um, now that I don't know if that's Shattenkirk or like we had talked about before, the rumor flying around about Shattenkirk for Bishop, which yeah. I think would surprise people, but uh, not a lot of people seem to think that that's possible. I, I do, um, but I don't know that it's possible. But I do know that people within the um, within a, one of the organizations definitely think it's possible. Um, so, and Elliot Freeman came out, I guess and said that this could be the tip of the iceberg for this as well. So as far as Tampa goes, I think, I think Tampa is a team that, that can't, I mean, Tampa has to make the playoffs. People, they take it for granted that Tampa is a playoff team and they're a good contending team, but this is still not a market that can afford to pay those kind of salaries that they're paying there and not make the playoffs. Like that's, that's just, that's a, that would be devastating for them. I mean, you know, they're, they're in a really weird situation because not only, I mean, Stamkos is out until probably the end of the regular season, so they really can't depend on him coming back. Hang out in March. Well, I mean, the thing is, if they go out and make trades, yeah, that salary, then they can't bring Stamkos back until the end of the regular season because they'll be spending the money that they opened up by putting him on long-term injury. 
Well, they yep. have a, they still have, they have saved some money off that already, right? Yep. And Nestrop saves Nestrop saves money for them too. And yeah, uh, it was, I think it was less. It was less than I mean, it's something, but it was less than a million dollars, I I think. But I mean, but they'll they'll I mean, they're not going to hold Stamkos out if he's ready to play. I mean, that's they're not going to do that. Well, I mean, let's just say this: if it's the last week of March and they're fighting for eighth for one of the wild cards, then he's coming back. If yeah, they're comfortable in a playoff spot. And it's going to create cap hell if they bring him back. Then he's going to stay. He'll play for his first game. Will be game one of the of the opening round. Right. I mean, right. that's that's the decision that Eiserman Eiserman has to make. Either he's going to go out and make additions and spend some of that money, and then he sort of has to hold Stamkos out, or he's going to just make a little tinkering moves, or maybe trade somebody existing off their roster. If you you know if you're, what you're saying is, is that I yeah. mean. They have, th- I think they have three restricted free agents next summer. Right. Yeah. Johnson, Palat, and one other player. You know, maybe they're moving one of those guys. Another significant player too. I um, can't think of his name. Um, we'll figure uh, it out. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you're talking about, you know, three pretty significant players there. And uh, you trade Philpola when Stamkos is out. I mean, you're already weak up the middle right now. Right. That right. kills you. And today, Tampa also waived um, Dumont and Bourneval. So, so they're opening up cap space. They're definitely opening up cap space. And there's, um, you know, whether or not this is, I mean, the, re- the name I keep hearing again today was Shattenkirk. So we'll find out whether that, and I know that, you know, everybody doesn't think that that could happen. And why would they trade Shattenkirk? The reason I keep coming back to is, yes, logically, that doesn't make sense. And I understand logic completely. I'm very aware of it. <laughs> But the top problem is this: um, Hitchcock's involved in this, and not to, not to call Ken Hitchcock an illogical guy, but he does believe in goalies over everything else. And I, I know with this being his last year in St. Louis, you know that this situation is making him crazy to the point where you can throw a little bit of logic out the window that Hitch is if Hitch can get Bishop, and he knows he can't resign Shattenkirk, he could go for that. He, he can make that move. Yeah, but that's such that is such a short term move for it is a short term move. No, no for Saint for St. Louis and that and I mean all the indications are and it's po- and any, like I said, anything's possible. But all yeah. the indications are out there that the reason that they're entertaining trading Shattenkirk is because they didn't get any get anything for Bacchus, they didn't get anything for right. Brower, and right. now they want to get something for Shattenkirk. But that right. something is not another rent a player, that something is future assets. And if, if 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 it's if it's a play if it's well, I think there's players involved too. Like I, I don't think it is only Bishop. I do think there will be a future asset involved. Okay. But also this could be the situation where um you could look turn around and, and maybe they know that they can keep Bishop there, you know. And if they can keep Bishop there and they can move Allen somehow, yeah. then um then you know maybe that then maybe that's the direction they want to go if they like Ben Bishop. I mean, it it, it depends. Yeah. There's a couple different elements to this. It's this whole, you know, it's a tough move for even Tampa to make necessarily because you need that. You need, you know, what happens if your goalie gets hurt? You know, if Adelski gets hurt, that's why you got to almost get Carter Hutton in the deal because you have to have another goalie who can play there. Um, you know, Carter Hutton is, uh, even though I ripped him for being an inexperienced backup, he's more experienced than what else they have in Tampa. Well, no, I said, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I just think that if they're if they're tra- if they're trading Bishop, then they already have their backup in Good and they and then you know they, they they do like him. I mean, Hutton would give you NHL experience, but honestly, it's like if they trade Bishop, 
it's all on Vasilevsky's shoulders. Carter Vasilevsky's shoulders, but if he gets hurt, if he gets hurt, then you have to you you and you are considering yourself a cup contender, which which Tampa does. I mean, remember, even though they're where they are now, yeah, they're still a they're still a cup contender if they make the playoffs. And and Stamkos comes back, they're uh, as good as anybody in the East again. Immediately, they just want to sneak in anywhere. They want to just get right. in the tournament. Absolutely, and um, I think they wouldn't mind Montreal. Like I think if they if they could somehow line it up that they end up with Montreal, that would the, be fine by them. The pressure on Montreal would be obscene. It would be crazy, and and it's and you know, and if Stamkos comes back, it gives you a lot of energy. You know, there's so much there. Um, I just think that it's. I, I think something is up with Tampa. We're gonna have to keep an eye on it all weekend. Well, along along those lines, that because we're talking goaltenders here, the, yep. I guess I, mean, I don't know if you had anything about Mark Andre Fleury, but it's it's starting to percolate again yeah. about about Flurry in Pittsburgh because there's, I guess there's a level of frustration going on there with Flurry because Matt Murray has played six games in a row. Yep. And, you know, now there's more, there may be more of an impetus on, uh, on the part of Jim Rutherford to move Flurry out before the deadline, because, you know, he's getting, I guess he's getting frustrated sitting as the backup and not being sort of like a one B and getting in there every once in a while. And really from that point of view, Pittsburgh, probably would be better off moving him before March the 1st while he has more value because yeah. his name has been out there for so long. Yeah, and there's no question what Pittsburgh is doing. Um, and it's funny, this is so Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's just done this before. They they love to do this thing where they, they know they're in the playoffs. They're fine. So then they will – I remember games back, you know, in, you know, Crosby's early years talking to somebody out there who um, – one of the guys who works for the team who said, you know what, we'll just have games where they want to work on one specific thing and they'll, they'll do that. Um, and they know that they can still win the game, but they will actually focus more on like, okay, we are going to score a power play goal from the right-hand side or whatever. They'll have different things. It's just they'll have these little focuses that they work on. And right now it's clear as heck that they are trying to find out if Murray is the number one goalie. They are trying to prove that, if, that they can move Marc-Andre Fleury. This is all about them trying to, them wanting to move Marc-Andre Fleury at the trade deadline. I think it's clear that when you play this guy this many times, you're trying to you're trying to see how durable he is and how much you can count on him. And that this is all about that if Murray continues to play and, and Flurry's got every race, reason to be upset about it, and and he does change everything. Um, I'm I'm just wondering, and I, I know that you know Flurry's name has been attached to Dallas and yeah. lesser extent Calgary. You know, ever since the the rumors of him becoming available have gone out there. I'm wondering whether Pittsburgh, because you look, Flurry's got another two years at five point seven five million. I'm wondering if they would take back Miami if they made a deal with Dallas, because he's only got one year left. It would be still be a savings. You'd still be paying your backup more than Matt, you know, more than your starter, because Matt Murray's making less than four. But you know, Flurry's a big ticket, and it's going to be tough to get somebody to take. That entire cap hit off of your hands and get a draft pick or get a prospect or a player you know that can help you. I'm I'm just wondering whether you know they would have to take back a salary like that in that type of deal. They'd be willing to. I think they'd have to. Um, There's not a lot of you know they there's no real cap space in Pittsburgh you know so it has to be you know. If they made if they made a deal with Calgary, I don't think they would have a problem taking back Brian Elliott or Chad Johnson yeah. because, um, you know, because I think you know because those both of those players are UFAs at the end of the year and they need a backup for Murray anyway. So right, and that that would be perfect for them. Um, yeah. 
the question is, I guess, I guess the question is, I mean, how much the NHL believes in Mark Andre Fleury? That that is a that's something that I I hear a lot. I get a lot of mixed reviews on, and always have. You know, like that. There are people who think that Mark Andre Fleury is definitely a number one and a great goalie, and there's others who have seen his, you know, the, some of the playoff situations that have happened and question whether he can play that way or not. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of doubters with Mark Andre Fleury, so I don't know that. I mean, you when you're picking him up, you know, you're picking him up for a couple more years still. It's it's a lot of money. It's I'm not sure. You you have to. I mean, he's in his early 30s, and we know goaltenders usually yeah. last until they're late for late thirties. He's never had really had any major serious injury problems, but right. they, I think, I think, I think really it's, it's the money. It's 5.75 million for another two years. That's, yeah. you know, if it, if it was a year, I mean, it's not hard. It's, it's, no, it's not, it's not like, it's not like he's making 8 million, like, uh, like Lundquist, but still it's, you know, essentially you're paying a guy who, is a number two goalie in an organization. Now, great, they had a guy who almost won the con Smythe, who's the number one. But still, it's like I think teams out there are really hesitant to give up a lot for a guy that they would have to pay big money to and give the number one job to. He can handle it, but yeah, it's yeah. they're not gonna get they're not gonna get what they think they're gonna get for him. No, no, that's for sure. They aren't. And uh, and I think I think but I think the big point is that they are going to lose him for nothing if they don't right so or or not lose him at all or be in the situation where they lose Murray right because there's all kinds of other spots going on too so that's the biggest issue with him is the fact that you've got two goalies there and if you protect if you don't protect him you protect Murray you're going to lose him or and you have to protect him right? you have to protect him right that's the whole complicated right part. unless unless he agrees to waive the no move clause to be exposed which he won't. Well, then, that's the thing. Then, then do do they buy him out of the final two years? Because they don't want to lose Matt Murray to uh, to Las Vegas. You know, they would probably have to give up a first round pick to prevent Vegas from taking him. Right. And maybe that's what they do. I mean, you never know. If that's the situation that they're in, it's like, okay, we'll give you a first round pick. You know, we have to protect Mark Andre Fleury. We will give you a first round pick not to take Matt Murray. Maybe they do something like that. Right. Right. So, what's the deal with Tortorella? I mean, it's a shame he's been missing this time, right? Um, the re the report came out today from Aaron yeah. Portsline that uh, apparently uh, one of his one of his dogs is, is now. This is this his son's dog? His son is in the army. That's what I heard. Yeah, he's got he got five dogs. One of them being his son's pit bull. And the dog, I don't know if it's dying or it's... it says son's said, overseas, right? So his son is in the Army overseas. Son's in the, son's in the Army, I believe. And uh, this dog is... Had, they, all he said was in the article, I think it was Aaron Portsline, said the dog was in failing health. So... Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, honestly, for some people, dogs are their family. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I don't think anyone should judge this. It's just it's just a really no. interesting thing. You know, it's, it's just something that, you know, I, I'm not judging it at all I think it's I think it's fascinating I wasn't sure if that was real or not you know like and I was when you read it, it's kind of thing you're just not sure yeah I mean I that that was the report and I haven't heard anything to the contrary I mean I'm sure he I'm sure he would have rather the, his dog not be sick and he could go to the all-star game because he's got three of his players on the uh, Metro yeah. division team so 
you know, probably would have been a nice experience for him. And, you know, the, the what, you know, the way his team has played this year, I'm sure he would have been, would have been and we, as John Tortorella always is, is the center of attention, but he, yeah, he would have been fun. That's for sure. You know, he always, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine him in an all-star game situation. Cause I've never, you've never, we've never seen him in a situation where stuff for something doesn't matter. You know, like, um, like, you know, you see the world cup of hockey, everything was, and they said, what a crazy year he's had, you know, from the World Cup of Hockey where everybody was all over him, you know, and then to this Columbus, incredible Columbus run. Now, the Columbus is two wins short of their amount, their win total for last year. You know, that's, that's like a crazy statistic. Um, but that's the, that's the case. I mean, this is such a massive turnaround. It has everything to do with, you know, I, th I think the fact that they've had some, re made some really smart moves and they have some really good drafts and they've, these well, guys have all come together. You you called it with the Sam Gagne move. I mean, when when they signed yeah. him, that was one of the biggest steals out there. And I and I you know I agreed because they got him for, I think they got him for six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And the way yeah. he played down the stretch with the Flyers, but you know the addition of Warinsky. I mean, Russ yeah. called that that he was yeah. going to be a difference maker. And you know the thing that I said was, you know the reason Columbus has always fallen short the last few years is because in November Bobrovsky always got hurt. He always got right. hurt. Like, month into the season it would be out for six weeks and by the time he got back they were so far out of it that they could never win well this year november was the start of their winning streak so yeah he stayed healthy he's played great yeah in playoff race yep crazy 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 um a last little thing here um i saw uh you know Guy boucher came out with a really interesting comment saying that mike condon has saved their season mm -hmm. um which I really is obviously is true. I mean, what's happened there? Apparently, um, it sounds like Craig Anderson is is going to be back with the team after the All Star break, and it yeah. sounds like things are going pretty well there, which is awesome news. Yeah, um, his 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 uh, Craig Anderson's wife went yeah. on Twitter and basically you know, thanked everybody for the support and said, you know, my husband is going to be where he belongs now on the ice. What a great story. Great, great story. And you know, I hope everybody's hopes and prayers are with her. You know, getting past. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I think everybody in the, in the, in the NHL, in spite, you know, separate from like any kind of rivalry with the team, yeah. they just, this is a story you want to see like end well in, in the sense yeah. that you want her to be healthy, but you also want him to succeed on the ice. And the thing is, when he's played, he's yeah. played fantastic. So, played really well. And so is Condon, of course. And, uh, no, I mean the, the matter. The, the fact of the matter is, you know, he's just this whole thing has been a you know a rallying cry for the Ottawa Senators. They really have. This has become part of, and you know, they don't, they always say, and I do buy into this that, you know, teams that have success quite often go through something like this during the season. Um, maybe not to this extent, but you always you know you can always draw back to teams that won the Stanley Cup in one moment when things were really terrible or or things were falling apart. Quite often, that's the case, and this is this is just another one of those. Mar Marty, Marty St. Louis' mother. Yeah, I remember St. Louis, you know, and that, and there, there have been so many um, situations like this over the years. And, uh, I mean, this is great. And I love the fact that the NHL, like, that no one has judged him for missing games to stay with his wife. It really is it really is an impressive thing. And, and I, th I guess that sounds, like, obvious. Like, why would somebody judge him? But um, sometimes we live in a world that's not so greatly understanding about things like this. So I just think that it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm a family first person too. I'll do anything, you know, if I need to be there for my family. So, and, and, uh, I think it's just wonderful when, um, to see that it's just really, it sets a great example for people and, and, and perspective is really important. So, uh, yeah, like you said, all the best to him and hope that he, hope that he, everybody gets better soon. And, 
she's got and she seems like quite a great person too. I mean, just like you say from that tweet, it's like um, really something that she recognizes, you know, everything that's going on and how people and 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 the outpouring. I mean, I, I just hear so many so many stories about how much she's gotten and how many letters she's gotten and how many things. It's just a great great thing. So and having been, I just had a friend who died recently of this, uh, um, and this is a mom of a girl on my soccer team and. It's 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 just brutal, and, and I, it's really nice to see when people are coming through it. So, more the best to her. Um, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Um, quick show. Sorry about that. A little bit. We'll be back on. We'll be back on Monday, for sure. And remember to follow us on Facebook Live as well as we so much support. This, we so much appreciate the support on Patreon.com/slash/hockey. Um, that's a really wonderful thing. And, and there's so many different ways to see us now that we should be you should be sick of us soon. Um, you can find us on any almost any podcast app that you can find out there uh, on iTunes. And, and if you can give us a good review on iTunes, that's always nice because we can move up the charts there on iTunes a little bit. So that any any little bit helps. We really appreciate it. We bring you this show, like I said, Monday through Friday. And we'll be back then on Monday. Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey, guys. We will talk to you soon. Stopping the show now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.